Hello everyone, welcome to Feature Creature, the Netflix horror movie podcast. Hey everyone, this is Michael Harmon. I'm a graduate student in digital media studies at Sam Houston State University, and you are listening to Feature Creature, where I'll be talking about a different horror movie on Netflix each week that I'll watch through blood, guts, and all. Before we go into the first Netflix horror movie of this weekly series, I just want to start off by saying how much of a horror movie fan I am. Ever since I was about five years old, I've been watching them no matter how much they scared me. I got really into zombie movies and have been a Romero fan ever since my brother showed me Day of the Dead in our parents' basement back when we lived in Indiana. Um, My love for horror movies goes beyond zombie movies, though. So we'll go on to discuss our first horror movie of Netflix for this series. This one's called Bleed. Uh, It has an interesting title graphic the L and bleed is an upside down cross so I guess that is original not really but let's move on so how the movie starts it begins in an empty town 1979 in December we see two guys talking while a creepy ominous little girl says some creepy ominous things about her quote unquote friend and the one man notices a moon shaped mark on her hand She steals some candy, so the older gentleman tells the other one to go get her. Then we flash forward to the present of a pregnant woman named Sarah driving and getting into car problems. A police officer with a thick southern accent helps her out and notices that she has, gasp, the same kind of crescent moon-shaped mark on her neck that the little girl from earlier had on her hand. He warns her about how there are creepy people in the town and she shouldn't really go around talking to people. So, then we go on to Sarah drives home to her husband Matt, who is definitely not charismatic about anything. He seems to be very formal in his attire since he has a doctorate, but he's not very interesting. Um, We then meet their other two friends staying with them for the week, Bree and Dave. There's not much to these characters. They're all just really celebrating Sarah's uh, children's birth. So we then, of course, have to have the charismatic, charismatic, goofy character for comedic relief known as her brother, Eric. Eric lives in a van and, of course, has no job because why would you be living in a van otherwise? He is practically there to be the opposite of our main character, Sarah's personality. Eric brings his girlfriend Sky along for the ride because we need more people to die in this movie, as always. So we have about six main characters that uh, will possibly die, right? So let's talk more about this intro. It's kind of bland until we fast forward to our usual jump scare of one of the ladies in a tub. Um, I believe this was Sky. She sees a creepy demonic looking creature this was actually quite impressive effects-wise, but it it looks kind of like The Exorcist. A complete rip-off of the eyes and the face. Everything just looks just straight from The Exorcist. After the jump scare, we get a little bit of backstory on this little girl. She's apparently abducted by one of the creepy-looking guys we saw in the intro in that store. Um... 
she uh yeah, so I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what this flashback had to do with anything. It was just like out of the blue. A lot of this stuff happens out of the blue. These uh jump scares just I don't know. They're so random. I know jump scares are supposed to be random, but in this movie, they literally serve no purpose. They don't scare you. They're just like, "Oh, okay, they're just there to remind me it's a horror movie." But anyway, uh let's continue on. So after the little flashback, um, Eric, Sarah's brother, discusses how he is into hunting ghosts. He's been doing it his whole life, obviously since he's not making any money. (laughs) Eventually we get to a flashback of Eric and his sister being tormented by a ghost. She's being pulled in her bed or something, and she describes how they're saved by CGI butterflies. I mean, she doesn't call them CGI butterflies, but let's be real here. These are CGI butterflies. Um, The effects are terrible here. It's like they just threw them in because they wanted them there, not really as a plot device or anything. So let's move on. Eric continues to make Sarah's husband mad because they keep fighting, but he wants Eric to grow up by showing him that his obsession with ghost hunting is a fabrication and that something he has been doing his whole life is basically a waste of time. So, to prove the non-believers, Eric suggests that they go on a ghost hunting hike in an abandoned prison. So, they do... (laughs) He brings this up even though Sarah's six months pregnant. Seems like a great idea, right? Wow. So, uh, obviously, Sarah drives them there and she drops them off. She She doesn't want to be a part of it, of course. We then get some nice creepy music thrown in the mix to give us a foreshadowing of creepy stuff to come. Now we get to our next jump scare while they're walking through the woods. Oh, God, these short scares that seem cheaper than expected, they are really just, they don't have a point. A long-haired man is just standing there as the main characters walk off, and it's supposed to be creepy because quick camera movement and loud music tells us it is. Ugh definitely not the case but anyway let's move on eric sneaks off with his girlfriend to smoke a joint and make out of course because we got to have some sex in a horror movie while the other three are all walking by themselves we then get an unnecessary shot of the protagonist sarah driving and this is where the most hilarious jump scare comes in an old lady is in a field with a lantern and she looks well old nothing really else to it then she just lets out a loud long scream (laughs) i just about spit everywhere laughing at this jump scare i haven't laughed this hard at a jump scare in a while but what the hell did i just watch you guys need to go check it out for yourself it is it's just hilarious so so far in this movie the scares are jump scare galore here they rely on loud noises in random creepy scenes basically cgi filled so sarah sees the girl from the intro in her car while she's driving and this causes her to wreck out of nowhere uh i would say this is particularly intense because sarah's pregnant so it's kind of grim to put her in a car wreck and it makes us sympathize and care about her more she breaks her phone in the wreck of course as well which leads to more plot development. Walk into the creepy woods alone without a phone. 
Definitely not a setup for more jump scares, right? So, speaking of jump scares, our next one involves the other two characters. So, Bree and Dave, they see a long-haired man sitting in a chair with a big X carved out of his head. The same one we saw in the bathtub jump scare. Now, I'm definitely seeing uh, Regan. Definitely Regan from The Exorcist. We're seeing the exact kind of same demonic copy. It's like they really wanted to stick to the same effects. If you guys have seen that movie and watched this part, you'll know exactly what I mean. It looks really cool effects-wise, but I'm still not sure what they're trying to pull off here besides jump scares. There's no connection between the scenes. I feel like I'm just watching random plot devices push forward through different rooms of an abandoned prison. So while all this is going on, I'm thinking to myself, where the hell is Sarah's husband? He's just disappeared on his own and we haven't seen him in a while. Then we get the expected moment of him getting a close-up while Eric reads from a creepy book. Eric and his girlfriend Sky decide to do it, and it looks incredibly disturbing because Eric turns into the creepy long-haired guy while they're going at it. It's, it was interesting to say the least, but Eric's girlfriend out of nowhere sees him turn. She grabs the nearest object and slices at its throat. Right after she slices at him, it's revealed to be Eric. She just slit his throat. Plot twist, the bleeding just stops out of nowhere. I guess Eric has superpowers, just because he can see ghosts. Okay then. Well, Sarah then gets picked up by a creepy police officer with half of his face burnt off, effectively looking like a ripoff of Two-Face from Batman. I almost expected him to flip a coin. Even after he sounds creepy, she still gets in his car for a ride. Apparently our characters are trapped in the prison area during this. Eric believes they were meant to be there just because he is receiving a large signal through his device. So he goes back into the prison alone. Smart decision, Eric. I'm glad you're here, making the best decisions of the crew. So, going back to the creepy officer talking to Sarah, he discusses a fire that happened to a bad man. Probably the one we are seeing all the time. She gets him to pull over and she runs off. Somehow a pregnant woman is able to run away from a police officer. Uh, he doesn't even chase after. He just kind of is like, wait. After she runs into the woods, it goes back to a random scene. Eric sees a bunch of creepy stuff in the prison while his girlfriend, Sky sees a bunch of ghosts in the woods. The ghosts just look like normal people with flashlights. And her response is a half-assed, oh shit, and she lightly jogs away since she's wearing a dress. So she got away from them, running away, wearing a dress. So pregnant woman can run away from anyone, and woman wearing a dress can run away from anyone. That's how this movie works. This was one of the goofiest moments in this movie. Not scary whatsoever. It seems when this film is trying to do anything besides jump scares, it fails at being remotely creepy. We just get people running around with flashlights in a dark, abandoned building. So let's discuss the soundtrack here at this point. It's just a lute melody and ominous noises fading in and out, repeating lame drum beats. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so there's nothing really adding to the atmosphere. We're getting kind of lame techno going on. I hate when horror movies use this because... It doesn't add to the scene unless it's specifically supposed to be used in a certain environment. 
One interesting thing here, though, is that one character is secretly schizophrenic. Bree is her name? So she sees the creepy things the ghosts are trying to show her, but tries to convince herself it isn't real. This would have been interesting in a good horror movie, but here they just add it in like it's not a big deal. She can successfully hide her schizophrenia with medication. So, yeah. Her death is not very memorable. It doesn't even show her die. Um, She drops her pills, and then a bunch of ghosts come up and grab her hand. And then she forces one of the pills in her mouth with a bunch of nasty dirt and freaks out. It's, It's absurd. So our next random kill scene is when Dave walks into a room and a ghost is chained up. He tries to get attention by throwing rocks at it. It then looks up and uses telekinesis to slit his throat. Seems like this movie likes slitting throats. Is it cheaper to do kill scenes in a movie that way? What do you guys think? Just let me know in the feedback. We get more backstory about the little girl after this, where these creepy men in the woods are abducting her and trying to do some sketchy things to her involving a ritual. Um, A long-haired man that looks just like the ghosts we're seeing killing people runs in and frees her and she jumps out of the window. After this flashback, we flash forward to Sarah, who then coughs up dirt. It uh, really makes no sense. Someone's digging a grave and she starts coughing up dirt. Uh, Somehow, a projector is in the room. We don't even see it. And we see a projected image on the wall. It's terrible effects of the little girl. Um, Yeah. Little girl appears on the wall and tells her some stuff. This part looks really quite cheesy. There's really no more to say in that regard. Then we go on to more weird loop noises for the soundtrack. The soundtrack just gets more and more like cheesy techno. It almost sounds like a video game from a decade ago. Flash forward past the information showing us that the ghost killing people around is actually a good guy that was trying to save the little girl in the past flashbacks. He starts actually helping the good characters get away from these evil cops that all of a sudden run into the uh, prison and start chasing them. It really just happens out of nowhere. Like... We're not even sure who the bad guy is at this point. So, how the movie concludes after this, it's it's very badly expect, as expected. People randomly die. We don't see some of them die. We see their heads hanging in random areas. It looks really cheesy. The set pieces are just, they're terrible. We're in an abandoned building. It looks like someone just recorded it here and put random objects in random rooms. And then, you know... They, they didn't have to spend much money, obviously, on this movie, and why should they have to? It's a Netflix release, right? So, yeah, uh, after pretty much all the characters die, um, Sarah's husband saves her from the evil men, and uh, he gets pretty much killed. We don't see what happens to him, but he tells her to run. So she runs through the, the woods, goes into the street, And she gets picked up by some um, random southern lady. Southern lady takes her back to the bad guys. And then what do we see next? Uh, She starts to have her baby. And as she's about to have the baby, the baby comes out. And the lady says the baby's not breathing. She then tells her she has to make a choice. It's either her baby dies or she dies for her baby to live. So she chooses to have her baby live, and then she gets her throat slit. 
and we get a long look at the fake prosthetics involved. Seriously, what is with this movie and cutting throats? I think this must be a budget thing. I honestly don't think this movie was worth the watch. It was as bad as I expected it to be. There are plenty of better movies on Netflix worth your time. However, if you like really cheap B-movies and you like stuff dedicated to The Exorcist, give it a shot. Maybe you'll like something that I didn't appreciate as much. Uh, Let me know what you think of this movie if you saw it yourself. And give me some feedback on what you'd like me to watch next. That's it for Feature Creature, and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening.